Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and Steve Wozniakist video games of all time. That third W is by Kamalema Ding Dong. Submit yours at Get Played Pod, hashtag WWW. I'm a fourth W, Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. I put Edge in my notes so I wouldn't forget. Uh, hey, it's the final episode of the month, which means it's time for 70 minutes in gaming heaven. Anything goes, any bit of convo that pertains to video game dumb is up for grabs. And I think let's just get right into it. Holy shit. We're doing why, why, why are we wasting time? Let's just get into it. Do you guys feel like pandemic has made it harder for you to focus on human conversation or anything in front of you? Or should I go to a doctor? Because <laughs> I feel like it has become harder and harder and harder the long this, longer this has gone on to focus on conversation, uh, to focus even on my screen. Mm-hmm. Or like, is this, is, this a, do, is this a planetary experience or is this a personal experience? To be kinder to you, I think that's just you experiencing us. I feel like you're just <laughs> reacting to how, what we're giving you. <laughs> no, that's it's happening across the board. It's hard. It's look, I, I think nothing like something nothing like hmm? I think there's something to that, though. Like, I I mean, I like, you know, I don't I haven't really seen anybody in person in a long time. Right. But occasionally I'll run into people like in the neighborhood and I sort of have like a running clock in my head for how much of this I have left in me, like uh, in this interaction, not to say that I didn't want to interact with somebody. Cause every time I see somebody that I know, I'm genuinely like so happy to see somebody, but I'm like, I think I could do this for another like five minutes. I'm always just like, cause I don't want to like, I'm doing it now. I don't want to (laughs) like, like peter out or like not have anything interesting or good to say. I, I always, I've had that clock running in my head, like, always. Like, I'm just like, all right, we're almost done, right? Um, the, I will say that I, I don't have many IRL interactions. Like, you know, out, it's, it's, it's my live, in, in quarantine, I mean. It's my, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's my, it's my lovely wife, and that's it. I don't see anyone else and even in then, person. she might not say anything back to you, right? Oh yeah, that clock in her head is is ticking. <laughs> Should I get the fuck out of there? Uh, so the so I have a but as far as like conversations like this, I'd say actually more generally, I had trouble focusing a lot in the first part of quarantine, like the first six months of quarantine. Mm-hmm. I was like my my mind was all over the place. I was checking uh, my phone while I was playing a video game. You know, I was mm-hmm. like doing everything, just consuming content constantly because I felt like I needed something to occupy my mind. And then I made a conscious decision in the in la- uh, the end of last year to like try to get away from distractions and get more focused. And it required mm-hmm. a lot of like retraining my brain. It required a lot of like my phone is off and in a drawer. And I don't, my phone does never goes into the bedroom and my phone does not go into the bathroom. Like my phone is just like, it's, it's a thing that I have in my bag when I leave the house. That's, that's its purpose. And sometimes when I'm like watching TV, I'm, I've got it, that I'm browsing it. But yeah, that, that you go on, please. Was this because you got in trouble with your wife or was this a (laughs) self-prescribed 
change? This was self-prescribed because I got in trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I noticed that I was not focusing on things in general. I was not focusing on yeah, I would just sometimes I would not be listening to her. I'd be checking my phone and and um and, but also just like I wasn't I was just what like what am I what am I doing with this thing? Why am I texting people? Yeah. Why am I checking social media? What do I need this shit for? And so I did I actually did a I may have talked about this on the podcast before. I actually got a fucking obnoxiously titled pop psych book, uh how mm-hmm. to break up with your phone mm-hmm. uh that is that changed my life. Wow. <laughs> it's like it's such a cor- it's such a corny cheesy yeah. sounding thing, but I just fa- I just was like I'm going to do exactly what this book says. I'm going to do the 30-day plan for this to stop using my phone and my screen time has like been cut in more than half. It's just I'm 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 just off of this thing and I'm enjoying other aspects of my life. Those things seem to like, you know, for the most part by and large like kind of work, you know, like there's something sure. to reading those types of books because like there's that like famous quitting cigarettes book that like people like some like partway through the book quit like they don't think about cigarettes anymore and they're supposed to finish the book anyway so right i guess that it works but like i i need that for like ice cream or something like you know something (laughs) like i can i can't really stop because like i that's my like i could i haven't really drank much this whole time but like ice cream Oh, man. I love it. Me too. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I'm somewhere in the 80s in terms of days sober. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, good for you. Which, again, wasn't like a thing that I set out to do, but rather was like a thing that happened. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I feel like that's the only way that I can adapt to significant change is like, it can't be something I set a goal to do mm-hmm. because then I'll be like, oh, the temptation to change back and <laughs> and break my own promise to myself is so yes. exciting and dangerous. Right. But if if it's like, oh, I guess I'm not drinking. I haven't drank in like two weeks. I guess I'll just keep doing this. Then it, yeah. then it sticks. Otherwise, yes. otherwise, like if any time I've tried to give up ice cream, Apodaca, mm-hmm. any time it has not. It has not worked out for me. Yeah. I haven't tried because I just know that I can't do it. Like, like, that's like the one that I'm like, you know, if I never have another drink again, that's like totally fine with me. But like, mm. daddy needs a little treat every now and then. I can, <laughs> I can sort of limit like how much ice cream I have. Like, I don't right. like, I'm not eating ice cream every day. Like in college, that was truly how I gained my like freshman 15. And I was like, what the fuck happened to me? Why am I so, like so out of shape? And I was like, oh, because you've eaten a bowl of ice cream every day for three months. Like, like that's wow. just all you do. Because yeah. I was just making it at home. I wasn't even That was my childhood. We had, we, had des- we had dessert every night growing up. That was the only reason I was a fat little boy. And I never, <laughs> I never made the connection. I was just like, oh, yeah, you have, a little d- you have ice cream after dinner. That's the yeah. thing you do every single night of your life. Mm. I was... I was one of those lucky bitches who like <laughs> ate ice cream literally every night and was like rail thin and mm-hmm. tons of energy. Oh, man. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was really great. But once yeah, you're an adult, amazing. that shit does not stick around. <laughs> no, no. Like I used to sit down and eat a whole pizza, just like not like oh, yeah. not like a microwavable one, but like a full Domino's pizza. Yeah, like a, a, uh, a, a and now when I do medium. that, I f- yeah, I feel bad about it. So yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of ice cream, <laughs> I scream at you guys to tell me about what you're playing lately. Wow. Like, what a Is that segue. like your kind of thing? Is that like a, 
Was that like a you guys? Heather Ed Campbell right. steps up to the plate, smacks a home <laughs> run with a segue. <laughs> going, going, gone. <laughs> that was kind of our thing. Yeah. <laughs> that bullshit. Okay. okay, got it. Got it. Okay. Well, what are you guys playing lately? That where this is a video game podcast. Talk to me about That's your right. video games. What are you playing? I do uh, so here's it, you talked about like being scattered and being unfocused. Uh, he, here's a feeling I have, and this is a thing that I've never been able to to coax myself out of. When I'm replaying a game that I like, when I'm or when I'm oh, just revisiting something, just because I'm like this is fun and this is a fun way to pass my time, even like a multiplayer game, I feel unproductive mm-hmm. in a way I don't feel when I'm playing. Uh, a a lit a, you know a campaign based game a game with a single player story mode uh, that I'm playing for the first time. If I'm replaying something, I'm like, this is like just a waste of time, just for fun. Whereas if I'm playing something that it, where I'm like, I'm playing through the the main story of uh, you know uh, Ghost of Tsushima or something for the first time, I'm like, oh, this feels like I'm doing something with my t- I'm I'm playing a new I'm having a new experience. Which is stupid because it's just it's all nothing. There's this is productivity <laughs> is an illusion. It's this is nothing. We're accomplishing yeah. nothing by doing this. But I do try to finish the 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 standard I set for myself is twelve uh, twelve and twelve. I try to finish twelve games for the first time every year. Um, and I've I, I've like fallen. I've gotten behind the eight ball on that a little bit because as I mentioned on a previous episode, I've gotten back into Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. So in December of last year, uh, concerned ape who is the genius who's behind this game, um, and he's got some people working with him now, uh, released the 1.5 patch, which is basically a massive free DLC expansion, a complete overhaul. Ton of new content. There's a ton of balance changes. There's a new island. There's new NPCs. There's a new dungeon. There's a new farm type, which I'm playing, the beach farm. And it's also just got little aesthetic tweaks like so you have, uh, you can raise ducks on your farm. And now in this new patch, the ducks can swim. So you just see your ducks waddling around and they'll just hop into the pond and they'll swim a little bit. And that's cute as shit. That made so, me uh, happier than I thought it was going to. I was it's like, what great. can these ducks do? And then when you said swim, I was like, oh, wait, I love that. <laughs> it's delightful. My so mother it's... talks to me about uh, this game that you're playing all the time. Mm-hmm. And she talks to me the way that I am uh, assuming her life has been where I talk to her, where I'm like, yeah, and then Blanca can have electricity. Like, <laughs> where she's like, what the, what are any of those things? <laughs> but she'll, she talks to me about Stardew Valley, and I feel I'm, I'm a little bit bummed out that I can't uh join her on this journey but right now she's trying to get a staff that lets you teleport away from a place because she which costs i think 2 million of the currency and she has 180,000 of the currency saved up because she keeps getting somewhere in a cave and dying in the cave so she wants to be able to teleport does what i just said make sense to you nick she's in the late game She's really like she's probably in like the the skull caverns, which is like after you finish the mines, the skull caverns open up and then um, and you can explore that. And that's a lot more perilous than the mines. I mean, she might she might have, you know, I've, I've played through the game on a previous patch. She's she might be it's possible she's further than I am. Um, she's definitely further than I am on my my current save, the new save I did for one point five. But uh, yeah, she, she's she's pretty deep into it if she's she's saving up for the staff. Does does 
Is it possible that she's saving up for the staff in the wrong place in the game? Because she can't fight. She's really bad at fighting. Well, the combat in the game is, I'm not great at fighting either. The combat in the game is clunky. Uh, I'm not sure how she's controlling, but if you're controlling with keyboard and mouse as I am, is is she playing on, on computer? What's she playing on? She's playing on Switch. She's playing on Switch. Okay, so I haven't messed around with with the the combat in the uh, w- with the console versions, uh, but it, it is like it's 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 not like um, a twin stick shooter. Like even though the movement's kind of like that, it's not like you can you can aim in a different direction that you're moving. It's like it's condi- like you will always attack in what direction your character is facing, which takes a little bit of it. Just feels a little bit unnatural, um, even though that's that's how some of these top down games do control. Uh, so it's, it's, it's clunky. And then also like, it's, you can, you can pretty easily get, uh, stun locked by enemies. You know, it's like, it's not like the, the, the combat is like probably the least realized part of the game. So I think not being good at the combat is completely understandable. And finally, my question is, do mm-hmm. we, if, how, how would we know? So this patch, this 1.5 patch came out in December. So she's definitely playing the 1.5 patch if she downloaded the game in January. Yes. Great. All right. Well, then that's it. Yeah, she I should have no be. other questions other than should we have her on the show <laughs> uh, to talk about Stardew Valley, uh, which would be her nightmare and mine. <laughs> so probably I, I'd, I'd, on or offline, I'd love I'd, I'd love to talk with your mom about Stardew. Uh, but it's uh, it's a it's an extremely compelling and accessible design. And it's fun for the same reasons that Animal Crossing is fun, except it's just got a little bit more depth and a different aesthetic. So, yeah, it's 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 I love it. It's great. Apodaca, what are you playing? So I, you know. I too many games, and to, similar to what Nick was expressing earlier with the, like feeling unproductive, uh, like playing a game you've played before. I've made the massive mistake of getting back into uh, Kingdom Hearts, the um, one point five and two point five remix collection are on Game Pass, and I was feeling a little nostalgic, and so I was like, you know, let's boot up you know, uh, the Kingdom Hearts original final mix and see what that's about. And then before I knew it, I was done with it. <laughs> I, like, tr- I just went straight wow. through it. Um, How long did it take you? Um, that game, I think it took me just a little over 25 hours. Um, but like, that was like over a, a week. Like I just like, right. spent all my time in this game. Uh, and that, you know, my girlfriend has seen me play a lot of games and that one was just truly incomprehensible to her. Like she <laughs> like was like, why? <laughs> Where did Simba come from? Why is yes. he there? And I was like, look, I don't, there's nothing, I, nothing I can say about this is going to make you feel better about, <laughs> about what yeah. I'm doing. It's, it's all of it's bad, um, but it's like, it's great. And you know, the first one, Heather and I have talked about it a little bit, like I think uh, off the pod, but like, it does not play great. It's not very fun. Um, like it, it's interesting, but I was but I was mostly playing it because I want to get I want to finish three, and I never gave three. I think the shot that it uh, deserves, um, and I mostly just want to get back to two. You don't. 
owe Kingdom Hearts anything. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> but I know that like where I was, like I'm close to the end. I don't want to pick it up after like two years and just be like, okay, I'm gonna right. finish this. I kind of want to give it a clear to clear it from my backlog, complete it all the way through. Um, and so, but there's also some games in this collection that I haven't played before. Um, and so right now I'm on um, RE Chain of Memories, and um, which I did play as a Game Boy Advance game, but not the um, the uh, not the PS2 uh, like remake of it. And it was, right on Game yeah. Boy Advance, it was like isometric, right? It was yes. like kind of like top down ish, and you ran. I played that then. Yeah, but yeah. then it was like a, a sort of like uh, you know. Not, it was like a, uh, almost like the fight stages were like fight stages, but you had cards. Um, like it was like, oh, I think, yeah. and so that's the thing. The combat system is card based and it, I think if there was a kingdom hearts game to cover on the show, it would be like, this would be the one. Um, mm-hmm. cause it like the other ones, they're weird. Of course they're weird, but like at the end of the day, they're not as weird as like any other sort of like JRPG. It just happens to be like a Disney JRPG. This one combat system is so frustrating. And so like it, the thing about it is like, it's not obtuse. It's just complicated to understand because like they do, I will say, give you a great explanation for how the cards work and like why, you need to have certain cards, whatever, and like expanding your deck and all that stuff. But some of it is just like you have to then do like I've done a couple of the bosses already, like just a few times, like because mm-hmm. I get just shit house. But then like by the third time, like oh, I, I sort of have a strategy now going in, and you can wipe out a lot of them pretty quickly if you have the right cards. Um, but it's I'm having fun with that, but I don't think it's as fun as one so i'm sort of going through right. it a little slower but i just really want to get to to kingdom hearts 2 because then there are other games in that th- series that i just never like i never played birth by sleep or uh one of the other ones that they have uh like i but i'm excited to get into all of it and and finish and finish the the the, the saga because all of right. it is like it's so they just introduce stuff like the the side stuff that's like original, not the Disney or Final Fantasy stuff. And I, all of it, I'm I meet it with just yeah, sure. Like I don't like I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. What are you? Are you? It's just it's so I it's one of my favorite franchises, and I I've played. I probably hadn't finished the first one in like over a decade. Like so, it was exciting to get back. Right into it and it honestly on the xbox series x looks pretty or pretty series s excuse me looks pretty good uh you know uh the camera is bad and the fighting was bad <laughs> um but it, it played it looked surprisingly good uh you know for a like 16 year old game yeah 20, 20 year old game 20 20 good God. it's 20 years old now it's yeah i mean kingdom hearts is older than its target audience now yeah like it's, oh yeah it is an old game which is crazy um, because anytime you can remember a thing that's from 20 years ago, you feel like shit. Oh, yeah. Just, 100%. For those of you who are young out there listening to the show, the moment you can remember something that is 20 years ago, you're fucked. Yeah. It's yeah. over. And also, yeah, you if you're young listening to the show, do your homework. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> Nick, I feel like I interrupted you. What were you about to say about Kingdom Hearts? I was going to say I opened up the chronology because I'm always just, you know, I, I love how inscrutable this franchise is. <laughs> and I, I just wanted to read through the chronology of the Kingdom Hearts games. Yes. Kingdom Hearts X. Kingdom Hearts. I am sorry. It's actually pronounced Kingdom Hearts, I believe, uh, Kai or Chi. Mm. Kingdom. Uh, what? It's it's the Greek symbol that looks like an X. Mm-hmm. Um. Birth by Sleep mm-hmm. is second, A Fragmentary Passage, then Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts comes uh, fourth, Chain of Memories, three, uh, 358 uh, over two days, Kingdom Hearts 2, Coded, Dream Drop Distance, Kingdom Hearts 3, and finally Melody of Memory. So Melody of Memory is within the canon? <laughs> Con- yes, the, the rhythm game Melody of Memory is canonical. That's okay. <laughs> what? I mean, I kind of love it. <laughs> Which one was the PSP one? Uh, uh, I think 358 a days over two was the DS one. Yeah. What was the PSP? Which one? Which I, I played that on DS and they did not remake mm-hmm. that one in the collection. It is just the cutscenes, the three hours worth of cutscenes. <laughs> Dream Drop Distance was for 3DS. Mm-hmm. Never played that uh, Chain one. of Memories Game Boy Advance. So it would be Birth by Sleep, I think, is the PSP. Uh, yes, Birth by Kingdom Hearts, Birth by Sleep, PSP. I liked, I liked that one. I remember that's where you play as three separate characters. Yeah, uh, yeah. I liked never that played one. that one either. So I'm that excited. One was to, good. I'm excited. People say that that's the best one. Oh, people like well, that one a lot. But I love I two. Guess, two is I my guess favorite. I say it too. Then <laughs> I just, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm people. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I'm going to platinum this game. Every time I feel like I've made a dent in the amount of material that it's offering, I look at my completion rate and I'm still at like 18 to 19% complete. Um, I've now cleared and exhausted two realms of the gods because you, you go you, so you have all you have all of listen if you're not if, you, if you're playing this game and you don't want spoilers just skip forward on this section but you play all of the UK mm-hmm. right you, you all of it you're just fucking London in like I don't know what year it is 300 it's there you get all of these well-researched extremely beautiful vistas of actual historical locations, the whole game. You also play, which I have completed and 100%ed, you go to fucking America because the Vikings (laughs) went to America. And so like I went to America and like got a whole new set of armor from trading goods with the indigenous people in the United States Mm -hmm. future, the future United States. Uh, Cleared all that, hunted all the fancy beasts there, came back to the UK and, Still trying to just get to all of the places on the map. Mm -hmm. I know that eventually I go to Ireland. I have guys for the first time in my life purchased a mount. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I spent money, real human money, to change the look of my mount. Wow. Because... 
I respect that. When you, when you sign up for the game, you get like this Ubisoft account and mm-hmm. you get like free Ubisoft money. Mm-hmm. But it's not a lot of Ubisoft money. It's a little bit. It's like effectively a discount for anything you might purchase. So I went to the store to be like, well, what kind of things can you purchase? I was, I'm not the kind of person who does microtransaction DLC. Like Mm -hmm. I, I never want a game to be easier for me. Like that's a nightmare. Uh, (laughs) So tons of armor that gives you all these stats and bonuses. And I'm like, wow, you could just. I mean, and make you look cool, like they get like dragon armor and right. But they had one of the horse options was a dog, and I was like, "Oh boy, you can ride a like dog a big around. dog, a big dog." How so, big a dog? Like, does it look proportional? Does it look like? Is it like a briard? Is it like a yeah, you know, like like a large breed? I mean, I think it's like a dire wolf. Right? Oh, okay. It's like oh, the size. It. It's a wolf dog that you ride that looks like it could exist, but probably would be on the large size for I the dogs. Yeah. This, this, I'm looking at it and it tracks to me. Like it, it doesn't look like something that seems crazy. Yeah. It's not like a giant pug. <laughs> right. No. It's. A- <laughs> Which Though if they awesome. offered it, I would, I mean, like, I would 100% ruin my own experience of the game by riding a pug around. <laughs> but I, so I had, like, almost enough money to buy the dog. So I put in actual money and bought the dog. And wow. now I've been riding around on a dog. And there's a a well-documented bug in the newest update where all of the horse hoof Sounds have been eliminated, which really bums me out because that's a nice mm. feeling like the clip, clop, yeah. clop, clop, clop over like the different textures and like, oh, it sounds neat on uh, on concrete or rocks versus grass. All of the sounds of your horse are are eliminated in this newest update and they haven't repatched it yet. Uh-huh. But the dog sounds aren't. So mm. it's got like a softer padding sound. It's really nice. But I bought. Yeah, I bought. I bought a fake dog to ride in a video game. I, I'm so like stunned. Every everything you say about this game, a game that I also have, that I have not gotten even nearly as far as you. The fact that this is all contained in one game is crazy to me. Like yeah. it's such a massive experience. It when. So Mary doesn't watch me play video games. Uh-uh. Uh, she knows that I do it all the mm-hmm. time, but she like she ca- came into my office and was looking at it. I was like up on one of the synchronization points where you can see like the screen like blows out and you're far yeah. away and you can kind of see like the scope of where you are. And she was like, oh, is this that Viking game you're always playing? And I'm like, yeah. And I can go anywhere you can see. And she was mm-hmm. like, really? And I was like, yeah, those mountains are real mountains. It's not that the it's it's significantly larger than the Death Stranding map. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's yeah, enormous. Um, and I also look, I don't I mean, I sometimes I, I obviously I talk about dating Mary on the show, but I don't mm-hmm. talk about like queer experiences in sure. video games. Yeah, they haven't. When you play as a woman in Valhalla, they have not changed any of the relationships. Mm. So you are ostensibly playing as a lesbian, Mm -hmm. like a cool, 
Viking lesbian yeah. who like is confident. Like she's got, I, I assume all of the same, like, um, uh, mocap has just been like remapped onto her. Mm-hmm. So she's also got like, uh, 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 performative confidence that you don't often see in characters that are women in video games. Like she's mm-hmm. like very like forward, like, I mean, we've seen plenty of violent women, but we haven't seen a woman who like carries herself into a room the way a dude would carry herself into a room. Mm-hmm. And when she's like flirting with one of your female love interests in the game, she's flirting like a, Am I allowed to say dyke because I am lesbian? Am I yeah. allowed to say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Matt and I say yes. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> so, so she's she's like a big old dyke. Yeah. In it. Like, Feel free to ask us more questions like that. If like you got it, guys. Please, please let me know what my what the LGBT. <laughs> cute. Just let me tell me where I'm going off path yeah, where i'm off it. the rails for we'll sure keep, we'll keep it we'll keep you got it yeah but there's something really i mean it's just really fun and i mm. i know that it's not intentional right. i know that it's the laziest version of making your player character female it's just like ah oh, just like fucking give her all the same every, just just remap her and give her a different voice mm-hmm. um but it's it's really fun and cool to be able yeah. to play that kind of character in a triple A game. Like I know that the last of us has already broken that ground and mm-hmm. maybe beyond good and evil back in the day, but like, it's not often that you just get to play like an unapologetic dyke Viking, a diking, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that is really cool. It's fun. Yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, I, I will say more generally the thing that because I, I haven't played Valhalla. I don't know if I'll ever play Valhalla, but it, it and partly because it sounds so intimidating. The idea of I guess Ubisoft just wants to keep you in like playing just that game. Like that's why it's like got like, you know, 200 mm-hmm. hours of content. It's just like, well, you'll just keep playing this and then you'll stay in this ecosystem and you'll buy all the DLC and you'll play nothing else until the next, next success Assassin's Creed's come uh, Assassin's Creed comes out. You know, it's like but it it seems like it seems excessive. It seems like too much. It it's gigantic. And I've also caught myself at times skipping through stuff that if was at the beginning of the game, I would deeply care about. Like the first mm-hmm. time you, like I usually, uh, like when I head into a new village, I really take it in. Cause I love this like dark ages, middle ages, like aesthetic. I like like all of the attention to like the texture of how a wall was built. And that like, there are some towns where it's, uh, where it's cobblestone streets and, brick walls and stone walls. And then there are places where it's like mud huts and sticks. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to see that stuff. But lately, because I've been in the game for however many hours, I'm just like barreling into a town, killing people as I ride my dog. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, it's really, I love it. I love it. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if by this time, Next month, we'll all be playing different games because it feels like there's a there's a decent chance you'll still be playing Valhalla. I'll still be playing Stardew Valley and Matt will still be playing uh, Kingdom Hearts Hearts HD 2.9 Mega Mix. Yeah. uh, Eternal (laughs) version or whatever the fuck. (laughs) It's it's possible. 
Uh, I really want to get through it because I want to play Fantasian, which is the, mm-hmm. the, um, what, what, what? I had Fantasian in my notes of like, let's discuss Fantasian, Hironobu's uh, new game out for Apple Arcade. I, I similarly, I'm like, I want to play this game. Am I going to play a 25 hour game RPG, JRPG on my phone? I guess I am. I don't know it because it looks beautiful and apparently it plays well, but it's it's like a full game. It's like a full game on Apple Arcade. Why wouldn't you play it? Do you not have Apple TV or a Mac? I do have Apple TV. Well, you can play it on Apple TV and then you could play it like a regular oh. video game. Oh, how about that? With a controller. What, do you just control it with a remote? No, you control it with a controller. Like an Apple controller? No, no, like a no, like, like Xbox, an Xbox controller. controller. Oh, you can just bind it with Bluetooth. Yeah, this is amazing. This is yeah, a revelation. You can just play it like a regular video game, and I, wow. I I'm so psyched about it that I want to give it the attention I feel like it deserves. Yeah, which is, hey, what if there was a new Final Fantasy game that came out from the old the old team? Like, who yeah. wouldn't want to play that? Like, you got to yeah. play it. But I don't want to play it until I'm done with Assassin's Creed, which I think is going to be when I'm like 55. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so, so Sakaguchi had the those uh, those Xbox exclusives. What was it? it was Blue Dragon and um, uh, and Lost Odyssey. I didn't play Lost Odyssey. Best trial with, with Blue Dragon, and those were like I feel like kind of generally like kind of well, right? You know, not super, not as well received. But this one, people have like oh. lost their minds over. Well, Lost Odyssey is a great game. Oh, Lost uh, Odyssey's good. Okay. I'm I don't, I, I mean, like, I don't know about Blue Dragon because I didn't give it a chance because I wasn't really on board with the aesthetic of the game. Yes. Um, but uh, Lost Odyssey is great. Uh, it's really feels grindy. Like, it's super grindy uh, and kind of mature in a nice way. Like, I really mm, enjoyed okay. it. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to, to try to revisit it and reassess. Um, so, but but this this game looks awesome, and it just like visually, it's like so striking. It's an interesting swing to get him into to be like we're gonna have a, an Apple Arcade exclusive uh, from this uh, this you know esteemed Japanese developer because. I, I mean, I don't know if it will. I have actually have no idea how Apple Arcade's penetration is in Japan. I, that 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 seems like that's what they the move the the gambit, right? I also wonder at this point because the original Final Fantasy games are now. I mean, they're older than people who play video games. Like these are sure. old games now, like significantly older than like target audiences or like eighteen to twenty five demo, right? If like Final Fantasy six is older than that isn't it uh final fantasy one came out in 1987 i think so we're so, looking at yeah the the mid 90s early to mid 90s were was final fantasy four and six so if you're pl- if you're targeting the people who would care about that team those people are now old, like adults with kids yeah and point. they like it's weird it's weird to be like hey would you like a 24 a 25 hour rpg from these guys you grew up with on your phone, I mean, maybe that tracks, but it feels like a misappropriation of money. Like, it feels like being like Cliff Blazinski is the hottest dev in video games. It's like, well, yeah, maybe if you were, if this was 2006 to 2010, you know, like it just feels, 
Shots I'm, fired I'm always, at Cliffy B. What? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, it's, it's baffling to me when it, when yeah. so much money is thrown at things yeah. that, that the people who are in charge of the money know is important and remember, but the audience that would be interested in doesn't really have access to, it's like when Ghostbusters is being rebooted again, I'm like, who, who is it that's supposed to see this? Mm-hmm. Right. I think that. I mean, first off, guys like me who are very mad online about the last Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great. Just filling up people's Twitter mentions complaining about it. Yeah, um, chat. And, the, and, also, uh, and also, I have no judgment towards, like, I, I work in the industry. God, forgive me. I will do anything you ask. I'll <laughs> reboot anything. Please. <laughs> Um, regarding this game, I don't, I just don't, first off, I don't know the financial terms, but I also know that Apple has so much money. Apple has like more money than any company has ever had. So they probably could, could give, uh, could give the, his, uh, Mist Walker, right? That's his developer. They could probably give Mist Walker a hundred million dollars and not even think about it. That's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You guys just, but here, here's a hundred mil make it. If you make this game for Apple, okay. And they're like, oh shit. Yeah. Well, sure. Of course. But I, I don't know. It's 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 in regardless. I'm glad that the game seems to be like good and and like, uh, you know, and and is is I, I mean, pretty objectively gorgeous. Like I, I'm interested to play it and I never would have thought that I'd sink any appreciable time into an Apple Arcade exclusive. Uh, I this is this is a this is a little bit of a tangent, but you know, we were talking about the how old the Final Fantasy franchise is. I was surprised by how young Sakaguchi is. He's only 58. Final Fantasy 1 wow. came out when he was 25. Wow. Isn't that wild? Doesn't that wow. make you feel like shit? Yeah. No, I haven't done anything with my life. <laughs> Me neither. Hey, we've got time. He's still cranking out hits at 58. I mean, maybe you. I oh, yeah, you was... time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I was 25, like, my my goal was to be able to buy somebody KFC and pay for it myself. Yeah. Like, that was, like, <laughs> that was the, the goal, the aim that I had that year was, like, wow, yeah. what if I took my friend out to a fast food dinner Yeah, and I covered it? Insisting on it too. You're gonna eat this KFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, similarly, there's the you know, as far as exclusives go, I guess the Kojima Productions in talks with Microsoft is in. It's just kind of in the news right now. Fuck. <laughs> You're so mad. I love it. Why not? Well, look, I wasn't a Kojima stan. Is that the? Is that the? Yeah. Is that the? Uh, sure. Sure. I wasn't standing Kojima before Death Stranding. Uh, and now I feel like I we spent that whole month playing all these games. And I'm like, oh, yes. I can't wait for the next one. It's yeah, going to be the sure. first time that I go into one being like, I already know what this guy's all about. I'm going to play mm-hmm. this. It's going to be great. The idea that I have to go fucking buy an Xbox in order to play that game is infuriating. Infuriating to me. Build a gaming PC. You'll love it. There's that. You like building shit. You'd love it. You'd lose your, you'd, you'd have so much fun. You could make it look, you have put snazzy lights on. You like things, you like having things in your own aesthetic. You could do that. You can make it look old. Yeah, you can make it look old. I've thought about that. I have thought about yeah. that. I have thought, I have thought that I would buy 
and I don't know how feasible it is that I would buy an old Mac tower uh-huh. from like the early 90s when they were just the beige tower and gut it and then fill it with like modern parts would be yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. But I don't know. Guys, guys, I don't have that time. I don't have mm. that time. I got to play yeah. Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> of time mm-hmm. how about a trip back in time wow with a little segment that will only appear once on the show <laughs> so it's not really a segment but like a concept yeah. for us to talk about that i pitched you guys earlier which is called nine generations nine games here's wow. how it works for each generation of video gaming i want you to pick imagine you're going to an island and you're only allowed to bring one game from any system in that generation It doesn't necessarily have to be the best game of that system. It's just the game that you'd be like, well, if I'm going to play something from the NES era, I'm probably going to play this. So that's what I want. I want us to name nine by nine, nine systems, nine games that you would bring to an island. And we're dividing this by generation. So yeah. it's it, by console generation. So a console generation may comprise multiple consoles, but we're going to pick one game from one system of that generation. Yes. Okay, got that's, it. That's the concept. I love it. Uh, so we, if we're going to go all the way back to the first gen, we're going back to the 1970s. We're going back to before I was born. And we're looking at consoles that I've never really even, I mean, I've, I think I've seen a Magnavox Odyssey at some point, uh, like a swap meet, but I've never played any of these. But you've basically got Home Pong, Telstar, this is from the, I can share this actual, uh, I'll, I'll share this with you guys. I'm looking at it. You've oh. got uh, Home Pong, Telstar, uh, Color TV Game Series, which was Nintendo's Japan-only uh, first swing at a home console, and the Magnavox Odyssey. I I mean, I don't know what to even pick here other than I feel like Pong is probably the iconic choice, right? Like, what else? Like I, Pong is kind of playable, and it's, it's, I guess, what I think of when I think of 1.0 video games. I, I mean, what's also interesting about this list that Nick has just shared with us is it shows us how many uh, copies or um, consoles were sold in yes. each of these generations. And Nintendo has the Color TV game series, and it won the first generation of gaming from 1972 to 1980. And I'll, I, I'll admit, I have no fucking idea what it is. It's yeah, like 1.5 million units. And I, I have, until this moment, I would have with confidence said... Oh, it was the NES. The NES was Nintendo's first system. Maybe they had like some kind of like card-based game system before that, but it, I, I'm blown away. I've never yeah. seen it emulated. I've seen the Odyssey emulated. Um, yeah, I have no. Fu- I have no. I guess I would do Home Pong from first generation of games. Got to be Home Pong. Matt, are you going to play? Or are you just going to stare wistfully? Oh, uh, you know, I, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't write out the Telstar. I wouldn't write it off. The Coleco Telstar. I'm just kidding. No, uh, it's got to be Pong. <laughs> at least, like, because at least that with that first gen Pong, you could. I feel like even today, 
you could play Pong for a little while. Like yeah. that, right. that would be enough to sort of like pass some time. You could, you, yes. could, you, could, you could do that. So I would, I would have to say Pong as well. Yeah. I was teaching myself the game engine Unity uh, last year when during quarantine. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I stopped. I was actually having fun with it. Uh, just to be like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll dabble with uh, what development is like in um, in 2020. And I, I, like it was, you know, I built Pong and Unity just as like an exercise and messed around with it. It's like, oh, yeah, this is, it's the, I mean, the physics that are by default in Pong are not great, uh, but it's my, it's playable. It's like yeah. a game, and you can definitely see when this was the game why people would be super duper into it. The second generation Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Uh, the, the, we're starting to get consoles that I remember and and am familiar with. The Atari Twenty Six Hundred uh, sold thirty million. The ColecoVision, mm-hmm. Coleco's second uh, gen uh, attempt, and un, and I guess final console two million uh, units. The Odyssey Magnavox Odyssey two two million units, and the Mattel Intellivision three million units. So uh, the Atari 2600 was the one that my grandparents had just for like the kids to play when kids would visit. And so that's my experience of playing it. And um, uh, that's my experience with it. And I mostly remember it just not being as good as the Nintendo that I had at home. But it was mm-hmm. just like video games to play. I guess if I'm going to it had a lot of bad ports, uh, famously bad Pac-Man port. I I think I might say like like a centipede or a dig dug like something like that like i would actually like i I, oh i can actually still kind of play this um as opposed to you know like like a game like uh like like pitfall or adventure which kind of had more of a like it's more of like a full like a single player experience but it's like i I don't think i'd actually play this but like a single screen sort of arcadey game i could i would actually maybe play some more i'll i'll say dig dug okay i'm I know that it's famously terrible as a port, yeah. but it remains the funniest sound in video games. So I'm going to go with the Atari 2600 here and Pac-Man. Wow. Which, look, I, I'm I'm guessing if I'm on this island and I have all nine generations, I'm going to spend very little time on the Atari 2600. <laughs> <laughs> but when I do, I want to boot it up for a laugh. And that's... Right. The funniest game there is on the Atari 2600 is that blank, blank. Like that sound is so awful and so funny. So that's that's my swing. How about you, Apodaca? So I was looking at, yeah, because I mean, I have no experience with uh, the, the 2600 at all. But I'm seeing that there's a a version of Space Invaders on it. And I have played Space Invaders and I, I'm not confident that the port is good. Um, but I would at least pick that. Cause like, again, like that's a game that I know how to play and like, right. I could, you know, yeah, same thing. Not going to be spending that much time with it, but it seems like it would be like, I could, I could get into that. That would, that, that'd be fun. Cause I, I mean, space invaders, great, a great game. Yeah. Very, very playable. I, yeah. I, th- I think that's a great choice. By the way, I brought up a long play of the Atari 2600 oh version God, of please. Pac-Man so we can hear that sound. Please. Oh my God. Oh God! Fuck! It's so it's so grating. Cause the the thing about it, and I don't know if we touched on this before, but the thing about it is that the the Pac-Man sounds oh, in general, 
yes. in, in regular Pac-Man are some of the best sounds in games. Yeah. <laughs> it's good sound design. It's like it's great. Like how could they not recreate an approximation of that? I don't know. And I mean, this is a topic for certainly a different part of the show, but um, Pac-Man ninety nine. Uh, <laughs> Pac-Man 99 on Nintendo Switch Online is is incredible. Wow. I haven't messed around with it. It's, give it a shot. It's unbelievable what they've done to make it a Battle Royale game. It's so, so great. Wait, can you imagine being in the, in the, in the meeting <laughs> when somebody puts that up on the screen and like, all right, let's take a look. And you, you just see. Bang, 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 and like a bunch of like yes. dudes, yeah. dudes in their 20s and 30s all staring at the screen and kind of nodding and being like, well, this, this is it. This is what we've done. This is. But, but also so- being the, to have the confidence to be like, we did it. <laughs> They they had to like so many approvals had to be issued for that at so many levels, and I do think it comes down to they were just like, well, who gives a shit? We Kids could put stupid. we could put the Pac Man logo on a sack of sh- a dog shit, and fucking dumbass kids would be excited to have it on their Christmas tree. Those and that's why the fucking the twenty six hundred died a horrible if, death. If you're at home and you have a moment, just go over to YouTube and pull up. Pull up a uh, like a, a commentary free playthrough of Pac-Man on the Atari 2600, and I dare you to stare at it for four minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it sounds awful, but it also looks so abrasive. Yes, I was it just say, looks terrible. There's not much to the regular Pac-Man design. No, it's literally just dots and some pixelated ghosts, and then Pac-Man, and that's it. Yeah. And it is still. It, it's so it, it's in dirt. Like people love yeah. Pac-Man still. Like that's enough, and they fucked nope. it up. They couldn't even recreate that. Uh, moving on to the third generation. Here's where we start to get into some systems that had some games that oh, we might yeah. still want to play today. We had the Atari 7800, famous flop. Uh, we had the Magnavox Video Pack plus G7400, whose sales numbers are listed as NA. And then we had the Sega Master System, 10 to 13 million units, and the NES, uh, known as the Famicom overseas, sold north of 60 million units. Uh, I mean, I mean, what, Heather, Matt, what do you think for this generation? Well, I don't see a world where Mario 3 on Nintendo isn't the game that I pick and play. Mm. Like it's, it is a, it's flawless. It's deep. There's like a bunch of stuff to do. You could spend years mastering and perfecting your your version of a speed run through Mario 3. Like it, I just don't, I don't, and the music is great. That's my pick for the NES. I know that's. Great choice. Not, it's not a, you know, a game changer for a choice, but it's. It's the first, like, it's, it's so good. It's so good. It's still good. Excellent choice. Uh, I mean, you know, I was thinking original Super Mario Brothers. I was thinking The Legend of Zelda. I was thinking Metroid. I'm looking at a bunch of big first party tentpole franchise establishing games on the Nintendo. 
uh, all very playable, all games I could replay, playable nowadays, all games I could replay endlessly. I think I'm going a different direction because we're sticking with home consoles and because we're not integrating handhelds. I'm going to go with a game I played the shit out of on the NES. That's right, Tetris. NES had a great version of Tetris that came out contemporaneous with the Game Boy version. And you know what? I'd like to have a puzzle game on there. I I put a lot of hours into it. That's my choice. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Mine, I was thinking about Mario 3, and that, you know, that's a great, great choice. But I I didn't play this game on the original hardware, but I would love to... um, it's a game that I have played, and I think I could sink a lot of hours into if it was my only choice. The original Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy wow. 1. Wow. Um, which I've played on the Game Boy Advance for the, I think it was the Dawn of Souls port with uh, 1 and 2. Yes. And I I loved that game. And I know it's been tweaked over the years and stuff, but I think I could spend a lot of time playing the original because, I mean, it's not like it's like, a very modern game, even in the Game Boy Advance version of it, it's still like slow and old. Oh yeah, uh, but it it you could sink some time into that and have and have a great time doing it. Uh, that's a game I played through a lot, mm-hmm. and I would play through it on. I've, I'm I'm sure I'm repeating myself here, but I've uh, I've said this on previous episodes of the podcast. But I like the NES version is very fun to play with different parties. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few, maybe the only. Nah, I think I think Final Fantasy II has it. Um, the, the one of the only Final Fantasies where there's character creation, mm-hmm. and so you can choose the composition of your party and. It's fun to try, like, hey, I'll try to play through it with uh, with four fighters and see what that's like with no magic. You know, it's it's a uh, it's it's great. And also the NES version, the difficulty was nerfed a little bit in the the uh, uh, the later ports and the remasters. So yeah. you'd, you'd have a hard ass, uh, annoying or annoyingly hard ass old school JRPG that you could uh, bang your head against the wall against for a yeah. bit. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Great choice. Moving on to the fourth generation, Super hey, Nintendo, Philips CDI. Weiger, Se- Weiger before you, you 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 list this, I would love you to scroll down on this page that you're on mm-hmm. because uh, these are this is a uh, a limited list yes. of each generation's video game consoles. But the actual list, uh, and we're coming up on some systems that mean a lot to me that weren't particularly well-selling video game systems. So I think we should list the full list of uh, of what starts happening in the fourth generation. So um, we've, we've yeah we've got a lot here. I mean, the big boys are you know your Super Famicom slash Super Nintendo, your Sega Mega Drive slash Sega Genesis, uh, and the uh, uh, the um, uh, fuck who is who made the the PC Engine. The- the NEC, NEC right? the, yeah, the NEC PC Engine uh, slash TurboGrafx-16. Uh, those, those I think, were kind of the big three, but you also had, like, the Philips CDI. I guess we'll just list all of them. You had the, you had the, uh, uh, you had the Neo Geo. Uh, you had the uh, Commodore CDTV. You had the Philips CDI. Um, the Pioneer Laser Active. Uh, and then, of course, you had variants like the Sega 32X, uh, the the Sega uh, CD, Sega CD, uh, the PC Engine CD slash Turbo Graphics CD, bunch of shit going on. This is where everybody starts being like, "Oh shit!" Nintendo made so much money, right, over the last 
few years, we should really, we should get into the game industry. We should do some video <laughs> games. So like companies like Turbo Graphics are like, let's make a Turbo Graphics. Companies like Turbo Graphics are doing. We've got the name. We we should put some graphics behind this Turbo Graphics name. I have a lot of anxiety about picking a game for this generation. Um, I, my I I have an easy choice. It, it's an easy choice for me. A fairly easy choice for me. I would say Super Mario World, but I'm going to go over to the Final Fantasy franchise for this gen, and I'm going to say Final Fantasy VI, uh, known as Final Fantasy III U.S. Um, uh, just a, a fucking maybe the apex of the entire series, uh, in, in, in my opinion and in many people's opinions, but just, uh, I, I fucking love that game and I think I would love to have that with me in this desert island scenario. It's a desert island, right? It's a, no, it's a really nice island. It's okay. On this desert. nice island. Yeah. It's a nice island. Got it. It's, a, it's and nice like, enough where people are like, why are you playing video games? Enjoy this island. No, I'm there's like, no people you, there. You're back. alone. Oh, you're it's just alone. me. Okay. Yeah, you're okay. completely alone. <laughs> but it is nice. Yeah, it's it really is nice. nice. <laughs> Got it. What? Heather, you're Apodaca. torn. I'm torn. I'm torn between two games. And the games are Street Fighter 2 for the Super NES and oh. Sonic 2 for the Sega Genesis. Mm. Um, almost every time that some system, you know, like the Genesis Mini or when I got my Polymega or... Um, when I when I hook up an old system to my my CRT, almost always the first game I will put on is Sonic Two, which I love so much, and it like it feels like home in some way that I cannot really articulate. I I feel like Street Fighter Two. There, if there was another person on the island, mm-hmm. then definitely Street Fighter Two. Because the game on its own, just playing against the computer, probably a little bit boring after a, a little bit. Uh, whereas Sonic 2, it's like, oh, I'm, I really want to go to this level that I haven't played this way before. Um, also, Sonic, Sega CD came out that generation, and mm-hmm. Sonic CD is such an important game to me. Yeah. I love Street Fighter more than Sonic, and I'm going to say Sonic Two, and I don't. Wow, know that's my wow. that's my that's Sonic my island two. game from this one. Yep. For me, I'm I'm sort of surprised because I I didn't have this either. But like, I would pick my pick is Donkey Kong Country. Um, wow, be, because one, I look, like it. I'm already on an island. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, and but also like Some you logic. know it feels bad to not pick a mario game in these first two nintendo generations but you know mario is so well represented uh across gens and i think there's you know there are quite a few donkey kong games but i don't think he has the output that mario does so i think for this gen i'll pick donkey kong country a great choice we're moving on to the fifth generation which is the atari jaguar and the pcfx both Mm -hmm. flops uh, also, a something of a flop, unfortunately, uh, though a good system, the Sega Saturn, mm-hmm. uh, which sold 9.26 million units, and then the Juggernaut, uh, the Sony PlayStation, 102 million units, as well as the Nintendo 64, uh, a, a paltry in comparison, 32 million units. So a lot of huge, big games in this gen. I would have been tempted 
before we revisited it for Kojember, uh, to say and and revisited the franchise because I I played Metal Gear, I replayed Metal Gear Solid One, and that might have been my choice just because, especially with the VR missions, it's just so replayable. Mm-hmm. But as I was replaying it now, I was like, this is a little clunky. And it, it's not quite as it, it's just not quite as refined as the newer titles, and it's not something I would necessarily play on my own if not for the podcast. Uh, it, it, if I was in this nice island scenario, so I'm gonna go. I feel similarly about Mario 64, honestly. So I'm gonna go with uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, or I'm going with Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Wow. Wow. Great Metroidvania, a lot of fun for the PlayStation. Or, you know what, I might take the Saturn version. Maybe I'll take the Saturn version, which is, uh, the people that say is a little better. I've never played it. Wow. Holy cow. There was just an English patch released for uh, the Saturn version, uh, Weiger, wow. I think in December. So if wow. you want to play that game uh, translated, that's that's now a possibility for you. I love it. Man, I've played Mario 64 all the way through and, like, you know, done all the stars recently enough that I, I, I'm not going to say Mario 64. Final Fantasy VIII is my favorite of the PlayStation Final Fantasies, but I feel like the combat in it is so, um, so easily broken that mm. that would be an unenjoyable representative. I'm going to say a game that isn't in my top 10 which is Final Fantasy IX would be my my Ooh, game from this generation. Thing. I love the music. I love the aesthetic. I love the the size of the game. Uh, and I feel like of the double dipping that I've ever done on Final Fantasy games, I think I've bought nine more than any other game. So wow. that's that's my game. PlayStation, Final Fantasy IX. Apodaca, you're up. This was not even a choice for me, it's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Wow. For the good PlayStation. I, yeah. It's the only choice I can make. Because I didn't have a Nintendo 64, I didn't have the Saturn, but I did have PlayStation and I did have Tony Hawk. And that is like truly when I started playing games. So there we go. And that's a game you're not going to get tired of. No. Like I, you could just I play, play it to warm up to play other games now. Like I was like, I was <laughs> like, it's like something that I, I truly do this, like even like on stream, like I'll start. With just a little bit of Tony Hawk to get my fingers ready and then start playing a different game. I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay, next generation, uh, you got the Sega Dreamcast, uh, the Sega's final swing at a home console. You've also got the Microsoft Xbox, the Nintendo GameCube, and the Sony PlayStation 2. Uh, those sales, 24 million, 22 million, and 155 million uh, in uh, in order, respectively. Uh, anyone got a a gut reaction here, a, a pick they'd like to make for this gen? My immediate gut reaction is Katamari Damacy for the PlayStation 2. Ooh, wow. Without question, without doubt, that's the game that I bring to the island. I love everything about that game. There is not a way to put that in and feel depressed. So that's my game. Very good choice. You know, there's a lot of uh, lengthy RPGs you could pick for this. There's certainly, uh, hey, Halo, the Halo franchise. Mm-hmm. You could play. You could play a Halo. Those are fun. Um, 
I think I'm going to go with Resident Evil 4. Holy yeah. shit. GameCube and Good PlayStation pick. 2. And, you know, I think probably a, hey, it's a survival horror game. Mix it up. Why not? I'm stuck between two games, and they're two of my favorite games of all time. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater mm. and Prince of Persia and the Sands of Time. Wow. And I think as much as I love Snake Eater... I've played, I've replayed Prince of Persia in the Sands of Time more often. So I think I'm going to pick that because I think it's just like a nice little, like a little blanket, just like a nice little cozy little uh, game for me to just get back into. I love running on walls. I love avoiding spikes. How fun it. is that? It's great. How fun I wish is I could that? do it for real. <laughs> All right, we're getting to the seventh gen, which we had the Xbox 360, 84 million units, the PlayStation 3, 87 million units, and the Nintendo Wii, the very gimmicky Wii, 100 million units worldwide. I mean, you could go, if you wanted to mix it up, you could say, give me a Wii Sports or a Wii Sports Resort or a Wii Fit even, just to give myself something physical, uh, as opposed to what what we've got in these other ones, mm -hmm. uh, as we've got in other generations. But I don't know. I feel like I still want a more, more of a gamey game. I want, like, a straight-up game. Uh, any reactions? Any yeah, thoughts? I know I know this one right away, immediately, wow. which is <clears throat> uh, The Last of Us mm -hmm. uh, for ah, PlayStation fuck. 3. Um, if we had online access on this island, it would be great to play factions until the servers aren't running. Uh, but, I, I mean, like... Playing grounded mode with permadeath would give you years of playing. I feel like right. just getting through on grounded permadeath, you'd be like, well, I'm, I mean, like, I'll never, I'll never do this. <laughs> I'll never yeah. Have a perfect. Yeah. Perfect playthrough of this game. Um, <clears throat> yeah. That's my, that's my pull. It's a great choice. It's, it's um it's interesting that you could say Grand Theft Auto 5 and that's a valid answer for this. <laughs> like that game's been out for that fucking long. People are still playing it. I think I mean it's hard to top The Last of Us. That might just be the answer. That might be it. I, I mean, I guess to to mix it up, I'll say Sight Unseen. A, a, a un, game unplayed, but a franchise I know I would love if I played it because it's a, it's a, a genre that I love. I'm going to say I'm going to take Mass Effect. Give me the Mass Effects. Wow. If I take the whole Mass Effect trilogy, I'll take that. I'm sure I'd play the shit out of them and love them. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, it's so funny because I have PS3 in, I, like, it, I can see it in my closet and I can see the yes. games that I have there. And I'm like, what, what of these games would I pick? Cause like I think this the PS the PS3 is a good system, but I think that I don't know the PS4 I think just like blows it out of the water completely. Um, but I think I think my answer is Red Dead Redemption, the first one. Wow, great! Wow, choice. a lot of game there. A lot of game and a, a game that I like. I mean, same with the second one, but it, two won't be my choice. Yeah. Uh, but I I just spent so much time in that game and like there's like you can just play that game for like the rest of your life. <laughs> like, yeah, it, like it's just true. playing the side like you know, 
knife hand game or like the dice or whatever the fuck you can do like that's fun enough there's games in the game that are fun yes once you get into this gen these generations it's like yeah. you, you the open world design starts to become a convention and then that just becomes games you can play endlessly which brings us to the eighth generation nintendo switch with 60 million units currently mm -hmm. uh the xbox one with 47 million units and the playstation 4 with 115 million units uh, Switch numbers probably going to swell over time. I'll also say this is the first generation where Nintendo has released two systems within the generation because the mm. Wii U came out in 2012. Wow. And only five years later was the Switch out. Where so, it wasn't even thinking about the Wii U. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Disappeared yeah the Wii, for, I own a Wii U and it's disappeared from my memory. Uh, so what a, what a weird time for Nintendo. Very strange. Um. What are your instincts on this one, guys? This is, this is easy for me. It's Breath of the Wild. We're talking open world games. We oh, just yeah. were. I mean, that's I could play Breath of the Wild forever. So yeah, that's that's that's. Uh, I mean, there there are other games that I like, but that's fucking. It's a no brainer. I just did Breath of the Wild, and that's a good answer. But I feel like in my mind, this island thing is happening like today or tomorrow, and I'm like, well, I just did. I just did it. <laughs> you know? And so I'm sort of like, I've stuck because I'm thinking, I'm thinking The Last of Us 2. I think The Last of Us 2 or God of War mm. for PS4 are such like, I don't know, like perfectly made games. That like even a uh, story aside, like which is also both have great stories, both have great combat, both have everything works. They're just so like well made that I think it would be nice to play something made by like masters, <laughs> like right. like you know. So I think, I think I would pick The Last of Us too. Wow. Wow. All right, and that brings us. Wait, Heather, did you go? No, I didn't. Oh, sorry. I didn't. And this is petrifying yeah part of me is like well it should be animal crossing because over the i've already lived Great on choice. an island of my own house <laughs> for the last year and i probably played animal crossing more than any other game over the last year yeah. but what fun is animal crossing if you aren't sharing your island with anybody mm -hmm. and mm, in point. this scenario i'm already on an island so why would i want to build a fake yeah. island when I'm on a real island, probably building a house on the real island. Uh, Breath of the Wild sure is tempting, but I think I maxim maxim I played a maximalist maximalized. I I I platinumed that. Like there's not there. Mm -hmm. I had nothing left. I except the finding all the fucking Koroks. Mm -hmm. Is that how you said those guys? Korok. Like Korok. Kor uh, I honestly don't know. Uh, except for finding those dudes, I did everything. So why would right. I play that game again? Fair. Open world games, I feel like if you, if it was like Red Dead Redemption Part 2 or Assassin's Creed or something where it's like, oh, there's all these other like internal mini games inside of the game. Like you can play poker in Red Dead Redemption mm -hmm. forever. Um, and you know what? That's going to be my fucking answer for this. Wow. Wow. We swapped. Is, is Red Dead Redemption, the, that slow, ponderous, 
PlayStation 4 Red Dead Redemption where you had like to flip through pages of a catalog at the store if you wanted to like purchase a bottle of ale. Yeah. Like, like right. Yeah. It's, it's a Western holodeck. And <laughs> so that's why I am bringing it to the island. Hell yes. Uh, and that brings us to the contemporary moment. You know, we haven't touched on the PC here. I will just say as a PC gamer, I'd probably lean towards a roguelike, like a, uh, you know, like a, I guess I could have said a Hades for the previous generation, but I could say that for uh, for PC, like a Hades or an FTL or just a, a big grand strategy game, um, like a like a civilization, something that I could really sink a lot of hours into, but we'll stick to the consoles, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, both in their infancy, uh, sold uh, sold about 4.5 million units for the Sony and just about 3 million units for Microsoft. I am going to say, uh, I you know what, I, I probably could have said Dark Souls for the PS3 era, because that's a game I could just, you know, like, actually get good at. So I'll say for this era, that's that's this new era, I'll say Demon Souls. Wow. Which I have and haven't played yet. Good answer. But Excellent. I played the original, I played it back on PS3, and it's uh, hard as shit, and I know it would take me a lot of time to master. If I hadn't platinumed this game, my answer for this would be Cyberpunk? <laughs> Ooh, good answer. But there's really nothing left for me to do in that game. There's, like, Easter eggs. I, I This morning watched an Easter egg for a uh, Blade Runner Easter egg that's in the game where you can get up to the top of a skyscraper and Roy Batty is on the top of the skyscraper passed away with a pigeon in his hand. Wow. And it's like the full, it's like the model of him. And you're, oh, wow, this is so good. Like, there's still stuff to find in that game, but I feel like I don't have any interest in finding anything now because I've played the fuck out of it. Yeah. Uh, if I have access to the DLC, do I say Valhalla? Will I will, will I want to play Valhalla in nine months? Probably not. Demon Souls is also my answer, Weiger. That's, wow. That's it. Wow. I've done it. I've made the choice. I, uh, I, I, I like Demon Souls as an answer, and I like playing it, but that game makes me so mad. <laughs> like... In a way that I don't feel often, like with my like entire body, I feel upset. And I don't know if I want to subject myself to that alone on an island. So I'm going to pick something. Um, I'm going to pick Sackboy. Um, Whoa. Because Sackboy wow. is, is, is like a very difficult platformer. It's like it's fun, but it's, it's very challenging. And I, I feel like I've been playing it myself for hours, and I'm not even halfway done. Like, there's still so much left to do in this game. Um, and I just think he's cute, and you can get little costumes for him, and that could be a fun way to pass the time. It's like, oh, I'm going to do right. this level again, but as the punk rocker sack boy or whatever. And it, it'll be a lot of fun. Like the day we set sail for this island, a new, like... PS5 game will come out that will be so much better than everything we've already picked. Oh, yeah. And we'll just be like, ah, fuck. Ah. That cat game. Ah, I wish I had the cat game. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that was 9x9. Let us know your picks. Hashtag 9x9. But, you know, we just spent some time talking retro games. And it's time to do more of that 
It's time for another trip down memory game as Heather unearths a relic from her retro collection in another edition of a segment we call Heather's Hole. Hi, welcome to Heather's Hole. (laughs) (laughs) So so, uh, what I'd like to do with this segment always is to maybe highlight a game that people have forgotten about or never had the uh, opportunity to play. And uh, this week, it is another portable game. It is for the Game Boy Advance. It was not released in the United States uh, unless you played it um, as WiiWare or DSiWare uh, was Mm. the only way this game was then uh, uh, shipped out to the U.S. But it is not a game that requires any knowledge of Japanese. You could have purchased and imported this game. And the Game Boy Advance plays games from all over the world. There was a series of games developed for the Game Boy Advance towards the end of its lifespan called Bit Generations, which were artistic, simple, pick-up-and-go games where uh, the gameplay was deep but not intimidating. Um, It was uh, challenging but not off-putting. And the game I like from Bit Generations is called Orbital which has a fantastic aesthetic and great music in this game, which I'll try and describe to the best of my ability. You are a planet mm. and you are falling into the orbit of other larger bodies. You cannot control the planet. Like you don't drive the planet. You increase or decrease your gravitational pull. So each level was basically solving a puzzle where you link up a bunch of planets together or something like that. It's been it's been a moment since I've played this game. Um, But you once you solve the puzzle and you make all of the orbits align, then you go on to the next puzzle. It is absolutely unique. And again, the fucking music was so good. So good. Um, That's today's entry. Heather's Hole. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the box, the box for the Bit Generations games that came out in Japan were little square white boxes with really, really, really good uh, graphic design for the box themselves. Um, Looks cool. I'm holding it up for the boys. It's great. I mean, like, look at that shiny metal. Yeah, that rules. it's an excellent, that's an excellent package for an excellent game. Wow. Well, there you go. There's 70 minutes and then some in gaming heaven. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 6162PLAYED. That's 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering is by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And Matt, it's time for you to tell us next week's game. Well, next week, we're kicking off a month-long exploration into all things Mario. It's a Mario on how did this get played. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge. Yahoo!